0: Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and today we continue with our series Divine Experience. Yesterday I was speaking in a meeting and answering one of the questions. I wondered about motive or why we do what we do. And you know in life everything we do is inspired by something you build a farmhouse to guarantee the safety and the well-being of those who will be living We you get into education insurance to secure your future judges administer justice to promote equity we train people into the helping professions to alleviate human suffering We have different motivations for our actions. But I think that the best motives to actions are those that are not induced by the hope of personal benefit. Because this introduces a final element into our choices. It makes us cherish an action for the good that it will produce, even when that good might not directly benefit us. So I'm just gonna pause my prayer and ask you what is that action you did? And it costed you, but you didn't mind the cost because after all, in the future, it will not necessarily benefit you, but it will benefit humanity. You have such actions in your life. What motivated What inspired? Alright. As a backdrop of the story we are about to read today, we see Solomon gathering the Israelites at Gibeon to seek the Lord and to offer sacrifices to him. And Solomon offers a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. This event marks the ceremonial beginning of Solomon's reign. So we are going to read from 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7-12. to 12. And it says that on that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O oh Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. You have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in the forest before this people. For who can judge this good people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but you have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the life. Wow. Yep. It is worth noting that this visitation from God happened at the time when the ark the covenant was not in Israel. But the physical absence of the object that represented God's presence did not hinder Solomon from seeking the Lord. And the Bible tells us that in that state of devotion, in that act of sacrifice and humility, while Solomon was seeking the Lord, the Lord sought him too. In the quiet of the night, when he was alone, the Lord came to him. The Lord sought Solomon and manifested himself to him. He manifested his divine responsiveness to him. You know, we see instances in the Bible where the Lord has spoken to his people when he has given commandments to his people. We see instances when the Lord has sent prophets to his people. But there is something different. There is something special when the Bible says that the Lord came to someone or appeared to someone. It fits something new. It adds extra detail to the relationship. You know, it paints a picture of certain closeness, a certain level of compassion. It means that the Lord is present in a special way that there is something extra about that presence. He comes to us when he is close to us. He draws near when he is moved. He draws near to confirm or establish a relationship with us. You know, by offering sacrifices to the Lord, Solomon had been seeking access to the Lord. He wanted the presence of the Lord to be with him. From the beginning of his grave, and the Lord showed his approval of the relationship that Solomon was trying to establish. He proved to Solomon that even when the ark wasn't present, when there was nothing to show as proof of the Lord's presence, God still had access to his people. He still had access to Solomon. You know, we've seen the Lord appearing to people in the form of thunder, smoke. He has appeared to people in visions, in the burning bush, as a blinding light, as a still small voice, but he appeared to Solomon in a dream. He gave Solomon a unique experience as he does with us even today. He comes to us in different forms. It might be that breakthrough, an approval you've been Whatever way he shows up in, it is unmistakable. It has his name written all over it. I'm sure Solomon had had dreams before, but he realized that there was something different about this one. He knew this was no regular dream. He knew he was having a conversation with the Lord. The Bible tells us that when the Lord told Solomon, Ask, what shall I give you? Solomon replied, You have shown great mercy to David and have made me king over his place. You know, give me wisdom so that I'm able to judge these people. Everyone in Israel knew about David's achievement. Solomon himself had seen the things his father had done and he had been left with such a great charge in his hands. He had a legacy to maintain. He knew he had to guard and strengthen that legacy. He had to enrich and enlarge that legacy. But how could he achieve that if he remained at the same level as his father? And so we see Solomon praying for something greater than what his father had. He asked for wisdom and knowledge to govern the people. He asked for the one thing that would help him enlarge the heritage he had received. The one thing that would help him do the work the Lord had given him. His prayer was not inspired by selfishness. His choice was not induced by personal achievement. It was driven by a desire to do the right work the Lord had given him. It was driven by a desire that his reign may benefit the nation of Israel. And we see the Lord in his response telling Solomon, because this was in your heart. You haven't asked for riches or wealth or honor, nor have you asked for a long life. Now the wisdom and the knowledge are granted to you. I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the life. You see, Solomon had sought righteousness of the soul. He had sought purity of the heart. That he would be able to govern right. But the Lord gave him something greater. He gave him more than he had sought. And this is something we should all seek after. Because when we seek the best, we find more than we seek. If we seek purity of heart, we seek to be right before the Lord. We seek what is right, even for those around us. We get to experience the graciousness of our Lord that Solomon experienced. If we pursue the good of others, we secure the end we desire. Solomon had sought after the Lord with purity of heart. He went before the Lord with a simple request. But look at the turnaround. Look at the turnaround. Look at the turnaround. After that experience, he left the presence of the Lord better than he had. God. He left with more than he had asked for. I pray that we may seek after the Lord with the intensity he seeks us with. That we may experience this kind of divine visitation, this kind of compassion, this kind of closeness with God. I pray that we may be able to recognize the presence of Lord, That we may be able to know when he shows up that we may not mistake his hand for the hand of man that we may not mistake his intervention as the intervention of man i pray that we may seek to enlarge to enrich the heritage that has been placed on our hands that we may seek what is right before the lord so that we may be rewarded with even greater things May we seek righteousness of the soul. May we seek purity of the heart when we go before the Lord. And may we not leave his presence the same way we went in, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. And this is Divine Experience Day 17. Shalom.